good. It's really good. Okay. Welcome to episode eight of Losing Track Podcast. We... Hello. <laughs> Welcome to 8.2. Yeah. We recorded last night a, I think, a very fun episode. I think we did very well because it had to be kind of an impromptu episode because we had a, a guest cancellation. Um, but the audio for whatever reason is just all fucked up so here we are at midnight tonight recording it again here we go here we go ready for another wild crazy scary ride so mr toad so i probably will end up i think just by the nature of how we're having to do this it'll probably end up being shorter than our original episode but no longer We're going to hit two hours. Um, this is going to be a four-hour-long episode. I hope everyone's ready. Yeah. Um, i just wait till you hear the... Just wait, just wait till you get into it. It's going to be... You're going to be so, very excited. <laughs> yes. So, we uh, we were supposed to do a very fun, uh, very recent Halloween movie. We'll probably mention it in a little bit here uh, with one of our friends. Uh, he was busy, um, so now we're just going to kind of do an impromptu top five list for the month. Um, and actually, I forgot to mention this in the original record, my wife came up with this idea. She said, why don't you guys talk about <laughs> your top five Halloween candies and your top five Halloween movies? And I said, honey, what a great idea. I love it. <laughs> I had a blast yesterday. <laughs> I had fun saying them, and I'm going to have fun saying them again. And I yes. might even say some of the same stuff I said yesterday. You'll never know. You'll never know. Um, the episodes are scripted. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm reading off the uh, most recent draft right now. So, um, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's just kick it off. What we're gonna hop, uh, What did we do? Did we do movie candy movie candy? Or no, we I, did candy we movie did, candy movie. Yes, I think we did candy movie candy movie, and so on and so forth. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you start with your first? Oh well, starting from the bottom. Now second. we're here. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay yeah i'll All be right. quiet the whole time so my my number five halloween candy it's a tasty treat uh you can probably get them other times of the year but i really only ever notice them around now um kind of a candy that not everyone loves but i think as a kid everyone probably was excited to get one it's those caramel apple pops by uh that come in the white bag and if you get them they're they're in a green wrapper and they have a green apple sucker on the bottom with some caramel over top. It's always a tasty little treat. Yeah. Um, I always, I always skipped them as a kid because I, for whatever reason, um, I was just too impatient to. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's to true. use this because they do take a while. When you're when you're a kid and there's that big gob of caramel and you know a sucker underneath, it's kind of like it's kind of like the opposite. I mean, you, you when you eat, I mean, when I would have a blow pop as a kid, 
Um, I would be like, I can't wait to get to the middle of this thing, chew that bubble gum. I guess with this, you're kind of being, you're being uh, treated because you get what you usually are looking for in the middle all around the outside. But um, I can tell you, eating them as adults with, a, with facial hair, um, anytime, any caramel candy or any uh, caramel sauce or syrup for that matter is terrible to eat. So um, no, I, don't, I don't eat anything like that as frequently, but man. I can't pass these bad boys up. And I really like if you can get them the multi-pack, which is the green apple one, which everyone knows. And there's also like a golden delicious and red Macintosh apple. The I red Macintosh is a real treat. When I, when I got those for the first time, I was like, this is the way to go. From now on, this is the only way I'm buying them. Although the I'll be Macintosh? honest. Uh, no, just the combination pack of the oh, three okay. of them. Um, but I'll be honest, I do have a bag of them hidden away in one of my uh, kitchen cupboards and it's just the normal ones. And I'm probably going to go crazy around Halloween and eat a handful, if not the whole bag. <laughs> They're good. They're good. My uh, first Halloween top five Halloween candy is the flavored Tootsie Rolls, um, which I feel like is a very, um, is one of the unspoken champions of Halloween. Um a candy like this is one that um, few few and far between uh, can, can match the fruit flavored tootsie rolls. Yes, they're they're very specific flavor, and you don't get a fruit candy that has that same texture. No, like, Starburst does not like it. It's not even like a Laffy Taffy either. Um, it, it is like a different different texture the, than both of those. Yeah, it's 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 very. It's a slightly different from the actual chocolate Tootsie Roll, but mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 pretty close. Um, it's, <laughs> it's almost there. <laughs> it's almost there. The, um, the thing that people always, like, I remember people would complain like Tootsie Rolls, like they're always like it's not real chocolate. It's it's just it's like oily. Which honestly, think about it, it's kind of true. Like when you eat one of those the red ones, I, I don't know if they're cherry or strawberry. They do leave cherry. like. The cherry, they leave, same with all of them, really. But cherry in particular, and then the vanilla one, which is my favorite in this mm-hmm. pack. This, like, mixture yes. of vanilla is great. Um, they do leave, like, a film on your mouth. That That's it's true. It's true. They, they, they do kind of dry dry your mouth out a little bit as well. Um, it's allowed. But, uh, yeah, and you always – it always was – it was fucked up because you only ever got like you get a whole bag of Halloween candy. You only ever get like one red one, maybe like yeah. two green ones, and the rest is like lemon and orange. It always sucks. It always sucks with any candy like that. It's the same thing. Really, the only thing I can think of that I don't think it happens as frequently with is like a Starburst. But who knows? I could be wrong on that. A bag of Star or not Starburst, um, Skittles. A bag of Skittles might be the same way. You might get mostly shitty Skittles and only a few like <laughs> red and grape ones. Um, but Starburst for sure. The Halloween Starburst is a fucking joke. Stop they're, what you're doing. They're the fu- it's the fucking worst thing. The two in the child. little thing. Yeah, the two in the little thing, and they're always two bad ones. I've never opened that up and had a pink or like if I have a red, it'll be like a red and a yellow. <laughs> and just a fucking ketchup mustard in there. <laughs> Ooh, new idea. Ketchup and mustard flavored Starburst. Trademark. Uh trademark over the over the Starburst company. I can I can do that. Um you can, you can the, the, <laughs> let's let's get a uh a, a gofundme going to make the yellow starburst mustard flavored do you remember this is very this is off topic but not too far away 
Do you remember when Burger King ketchup french fry chips came out as a child? No. This was a thing. I'm not <laughs> making it up. Uh, you could get a bag of Burger King ketchup french fry chips. They were chips kind of shaped like french fries, uh, and they were ketchup flavored. And I remember I really, really wanted them. I begged my parents to get them for me. They were like, no, we're not buying that. And eventually <laughs> I ended up I ended up getting it like myself or something. Me and my friends rode our bikes to the to like the grocery store or something. And I got one. And man, were they just disappointing. Because when you're when you're a kid, you're like, it's gonna taste like a hot French fry because you're like, I don't fucking realize that it's not gonna be like warm and good and crispy as crispy <laughs> as a real fry. It's this thin, airy piece of shit that tastes like salt. Just such a disappointing thing. But anyway, that's why the Starburst mustard flavored candy is going to taste like a real squirt of mustard straight from the bottle that's a guarantee taste that everybody loves we all love it all right byron what's your first uh halloween movie so my first halloween movie and i i think i know that these are the same movies i think they're mostly in the same order i actually deleted the note that i wrote this down in so i had to write it again (laughs) i believe that my my first halloween spooky horror movie was um the 1996 movie Scream. From yeah. Wes Craven. Scream. Ah, I, uh, I've always been a big fan of the Scream franchise. Uh, at least the first three and even the fourth movie that wasn't in- incredible, but um, I didn't mind it. Um, but Scream, it's one of the first horror movies that I remember watching and not being completely horrified of. Like when I was a kid, I remember I was really scared of when I saw Clip, just clips of Carrie, uh, the Penguin. Danny DeVito as the Penguin in in the second Batman movie scared me. Yeah. That's not even a horror movie, but uh, Scream was the first one I watched when I was like, uh, you know, younger, like ten, eleven years old, and I was like, hmm, yeah, this is actually this is actually good. Like this is fun. I mean, I was fucking eleven. What did I know about movies? But I was like, this is pretty <laughs> good. Uh, and then I think by that point, um, Matt Lillard had already become huge, like huge in like my age range for playing Shaggy and Scooby Doo. So seeing him in that movie, I was like, that's Shaggy. Shaggy's bad in this one. <laughs> but I, I just watched this recently, actually, because my wife had never seen it. And it just really reminded me, like, man, like, this is this is actually some good, good stuff. These are some good scares. Um, she was, she was like, horrified through it. She was like, this is terrible. Because in the opening scene, you know, Drew Barrymore just murdered <laughs> at her parents' house all alone. And the whole time I'm just, I was saying to my wife, I was like, Nothing's, she was like, this is scary. What's going to happen? I was like, nothing's going to happen. It's Drew Barrymore. You can't kill her off. <laughs> <laughs> She's too famous. Um, but yeah, just great, great cast. Great movie. Um, Skeet Ulrich looks like a kid who wanted to be Johnny Depp. Uh, and I guess it worked for him for a few years there. So yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> um, Matthew Lillard is, um, he's such a treasure. He's very pure. Yeah. He's got a uh, wide range. I, I'm for, I'm blanking on the name of his character in uh, Twin Peaks The Return. Um, car, sale, car salesman, right? No, he uh, was the principal of the school, I think. Oh, my God. I'm getting it. This, is, this sucks. <laughs> Have you ever seen that show? I think it's called Good Girls uh, on NBC. Uh, two broke girls. No, not two broke girls. It has um, 
It has a few different. It has. It's like about four women that uh, rob a bank or something along those lines. But he plays someone's husband in that, and my wife watches that show, and he, he was a car salesman on that show. And that's like the most. Yep. And that's like the most recent thing he was in. So man, oh man. But yeah, you're correct. You are right. He's great in Twin Peaks, though. He's he really is. Um, the uh, the scene with him where he's being um, he's uh, his character's name was William Hastings. Um, when he's being interrogated um, in that scene, at some of the like, it's just it's just really great <laughs> acting. It's just incredible. Another horror movie I know he's in that I I haven't seen it actually. Maybe I should watch it. It's Thirteen Ghosts. Is he in that? Yeah, I know that. Um, that was a movie that people used to say growing up, where they're like, "Oh, that sucks. It's not scary enough." But I think it's had some reevaluation in the last few years because I know it did get put out by Shout Factory. Um, yeah, with like a, with, uh, with like a new scan or something. So there must be there must be something there. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But um, I like Matthew Lillard, so uh, I'll watch it. It's been a long time since I've seen Scream. Um, but let me uh, tell you, man, that mask—it—it's uh, never been scary, <laughs> but it is cool. I like that mask. I had that mask when I was a kid. Um, so did I. I think I, probably everyone in our age group had that mask, or had a brother that had that mask, or some <laughs> one of their friends had that mask. I had the one that you squeezed and blood dripped down at. Yeah, I had that one too, and I had, I think I had like the whole costume. Like I had the mask Damn. and the and the black cloak and the the knife with the blood too. Did you have like a voice changer? I know that that was a thing. Some of the masks no, had a built-in I, voice. I don't think mine like, did. Modulator. Oh, and the thing and the thing that you squeezed to make the blood come down was shaped like a heart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually looked these up after watching it the other day. I looked up on eBay if anyone was selling, and of course, people are, there's a ton of people selling them, and they're they're mostly cheap. But some people think that it's like a rare thing. They're like oh, rare, uh, dead stock 1998 scream mask, and it just like has the blood stuck in the mask, and it looks like shit. It's like forty, <laughs> and they have it listed for forty five dollars. I'm like, hey man, more power to you if some dumb shit gives you that money. But the best part was someone was selling a, a homemade scream robe and they were modeling it and they had the hood up and they were just standing there with their arms out, but you could see their face. So they just looked like a fucking maniac putting this photo of themselves on the internet and they were wanting like $300 for it. That's worth it. Um, oh yeah, I bought it. No, no worries. <laughs> but yeah, the mask is so iconic that it actually appears several times in my first movie. Uh, from my from my list, Hubie Halloween. Wow, <laughs> Hubie Halloween. You're hearing this for the first time, Byron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Uh, so yeah, man, that mask oh, is in the movie. Man. So yeah, I just watched Hubie Halloween a couple of days ago, and I don't want to say too much about it, but I will just say that it it was so much fun, and it just it captures the like campiness of a halloween theme mm-hmm. so well um that i just know that i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it at least twice before the month's over it's um, genuine it's a very genuine film i yeah, i've already it, watched it, actually it twice is. 
um i i i'm excited to talk about it more possibly next week wink wink yeah in uh, case you in case you can't tell uh <laughs> we were supposed to do hubie halloween this week but that's it's fallen through but yeah let me just say hubie halloween i love it i'll have more to say next week but uh please give it a chance you know i know a lot of people are saying this is the movie that adam sandler said he would make if uncut gems didn't win him an oscar you know what this was filmed i think before he even said that and this is definitely not the worst adam sandler movie not even close i have i have so much to say in regards to that like callback specifically but i can't get into it right now yeah and i'm and i'm ah i want to say so much (laughs) (laughs) All, all i could say is log into netflix uh type in funny good stuff and i'm sure that hubie halloween will be the first one on that list and uh man oh man but he's just yeah uh, he's doing he's doing like mainly the bobby boucher thing with the yeah there's a, there's a little bit of zohan there, um strangely enough um but uh and it's just it's just really great it's really great watch you be halloween and have fun with it yeah it's come fun. on give it a chance don't All right. like don't hate it come on guys don't just hate it to hate it don't be like that Get in yeah. the Halloween spirit. Have fun. All right, Byron, what's your second uh, candy? Okay, so my number four candy. Yeah, this sorry. is a candy that everyone loves, everyone knows. They have it uh, for pretty much every big holiday. They make a different variant of this. This is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups Halloween Pumpkin. And man, oh man, is it good. I hate people who say it has too much peanut butter the ratio is wrong shut up everyone knows that the halloween shape of the reese's peanut butter cup is the best way to eat a reese's peanut butter cup (laughs) the only other way to eat a reese's peanut butter cup that i think is better than the normal peanut butter cup is those mini ones that you got unwrapped so many times um but yeah the halloween pumpkin that's where it's at you look here's, like you're here's gonna say deal. something controversial to me. Here's the deal. The ratio is off. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm out of here. I quit. But here what well, but it's not in a bad way. It's just that the Reese's peanut butter cup has been perfected, I think, so much. Um that it's just it's just so much of a classic that I don't like uh I don't like it being messed with too much. No, wrong. Well, wrong. Well, incorrect. It reminds me, it's not the same. <laughs> the Reese's pumpkin, it's not the same as this, but eating those is kind of like, um, it's kind of like a fast break, the Reese's fast break. Like the amount of peanut butter in that is equivalent to, to these. Where and do you stand the best, on the Christmas trees? The Christmas trees, again, the best. Uh, at, at Christmas, I was always excited. Um, you know, my parents would do like a stocking with candy when we were kids and they would always only put like one of those Christmas trees in there. I'd be, be a mad little fat kid. Like when I am more (laughs) than Christmas trees, give me less of these crunch bells. Oh, here's, hold on. What about the eggs? The eggs are good too. The eggs are perfect. At most, most seasons, I will go and I'll buy a bag of those eggs and just knock out, you know, take a whole bag to the dome in one day. They're gone, baby. Especially when I worked at a grocery store third shift. I mean, if it was if it was like any season like this where they had 
Orisa's shape for the for the season. Egg, uh, tree, pumpkin, uh, flag day. Uh, you know, all of them. Earth day. They have the earth shaped Reese's. Uh, <laughs> I just see them all. See, the Reese's celebrates Earth Day all the time. That's why they're always Earth shaped. This is a known fact. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> well, my my fourth candy um, is another classic. Just the the straight up Snickers, um, classic Snickers bar. I don't really have too much to say on it. It's it's a pretty good. It's just a pretty. It's just a classic. Mm. It's a, I have some things to say about the Snickers. Mm, uh, yeah. I think the ratio is off. Ooh, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But the ratio is off if you buy a king size Snickers. It it, it is. It's it's weird. It's is not, it too much? What's it too much of? I think it's. I think it's just too much chocolate. Like the chocolate is like thicker. Hmm. To cover all the uh, peanuts underneath. In the new, in the caramel and yeah. uh, nougat, is there nougat in the Snickers? Yeah, yeah. I've always thought of Milky Way's the <laughs> the poor man Snickers because <laughs> it doesn't have peanuts in it. <laughs> Every time when I was a kid, if I got a Milky Way, I'd take a bite and be like, I really wish I had a Snickers bar right now. <laughs> Although I wouldn't say I think a lot of people think of the Snickers as like one of like the perfect candy like the like the when you think of a candy bar yeah. that's what you think of um i i mean i don't disagree it, it is good but it's definitely not my favorite i think that the perfect form of the snickers is the snickers ice cream bar i don't have them too often but i i don't disagree i i had them i bought a box of them this year probably the first time in uh five years and man oh man they did not disappoint they were gone within four days <laughs> eight bars yeah I, I i don't have too much to say on them it's just that they're it's just a classic and it's a staple and um at the usually as, as a kid like i always there was always plenty of them around so um yeah but all right number four movie on your list my number four movie for this season is a movie that i'm sure everyone knows and everyone loves Typically, in a normal year, you'd be able to see this one uh, year-round here in Milwaukee at least once a month. Uh, this is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, one of my yes. favorite, one of my favorite musicals, probably my favorite musical, realistically. Um, one of my favorite movies in general. Uh, one of my favorite theater-going experiences. And I know that uh, that's, like I said, not something everyone can do right now. Not something we can do for sure, but nothing is better than going and being able to participate in a screening of this movie, just yelling, um, saying the same jokes, throwing stuff, throwing rice, dancing, shooting water. Look at people dressed up, uh, watching people get spanked, but not spanking people or having to be spanked because I don't (laughs) want that to happen to me. Um, You don't got to lie. You're right. I want to spank all those baddies out there. All you virgins, come on over. Um, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, but the first time I saw it was with you at one of the um, Shadowcast screenings um, in Milwaukee yeah. at the Oriental Theater. Um, and it was when I was working very like long and late hours. And um, 
think I was working like two jobs. <laughs> I was essentially Oof. working all night and then getting up very in the, early in the morning to work another job. Um, but yeah, we, we had went there. We had got there at like 11. It was supposed to be a midnight screening, but the lines were just around the block and we didn't get in until like, what? Like one probably o'clock. we probably we probably didn't get in we probably were there at like 11 and didn't get in the theater till almost midnight and then with just because it was a halloween screening like the week of halloween there were so many people so much stuff going on that i don't think they ended up showing the movie until probably an hour later we probably weren't leaving until uh, i would say <laughs> after 2 a.m um probably maybe almost even 3 a.m yeah. Uh, it was absolutely insane just how many people were there and they were still doing like even though they were already delayed they were like we still got to do like the virgin like line we got to do that costume contest it's always really fun yep. to go in milwaukee um just wish it could happen right now obviously it's it would be a terrible yeah. idea for everyone I'd to go and to scream help. and throw stuff at the moment but <laughs> once it's back to normal i really would love to get out there and see it again on a yeah. frequent basis especially now where i don't have to work that i never work nights anymore like I used to back in college. So sometimes there were months I couldn't go, but I, I was going pretty much every single month for, for a while there and dressing up as Frank, Frank every single time. Um, yeah, when, funny. I, when I went with you, you were dressed as Riff Raff. Yep. And I was, <laughs> I was so exhausted watching it and just like, so kind of like just, I was just thrown through a loop with everything that was happening. Cause I had, I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I was like in and out in some parts, and then we also went with our friend, <laughs> our friend Mike and his girlfriend. Yes. What did Mike say when we walked out of the theater? Oh, when we left, I remember when we were walking out of the theater, Mike going, "This is the worst experience I've ever had of my life." Because <laughs> he was just so he was so tired. He just I think it was completely out of what he was expecting. Um, it's it's definitely a movie where like it's fun. To, it's, it's like my favorite thing to go see it in the theater, but if you've never seen it before and you're not really sure what you're getting into, it's probably, you're probably either like really into it. Or you're just like, God, this is a fucking drag. Why are these people talking? Why is there music? I just want to go home. And that's probably what he was feeling considering how long he had to sit in that theater. Yeah. For um, sure. <laughs> and also but, just knowing him, it was just not, <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was kind of weird to me that he wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, this kind of reminds me of uh, when I was in middle school, I went to see the producers, um, the, uh, the musical uh, with, uh, you know, God, what Nathan Lane and uh, Ferris Bueller, whose name I'm blanking out, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Um, and I remember the movie started and one of my friends who came to see it with me, after the first song turned and went, if they sing another song, I'm leaving. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, well, okay. Bye. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But Rocky Horror, my up there. Uh, so great. Uh, I love to go and scream. Um, when you see the big wall in Magenta's room, that's a picture of, uh, of Meatloaf's character. Eddie, uh, I say, oh the I said, I said wallet size, not wall sized, <laughs> um, or uh, or you know um, when uh, when Janet is uh, going and tying Rocky's hands up because he has ouchies on them and she tears off some of her skirt. You go, oh, let me put some Susan Sarandon wrap on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> one time I said that and the person behind me or in front of me turned around and went, Ooh, I really like that. I said, yep. <laughs> you made it up. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, I wrote that. No one said that before trademark. I say trademark after all my jokes. <laughs> uh, Rocky horror always reminds me of um, perks of being a wallflower. Um, Ooh, yeah. Which, um, you know, was important at, at, at one time. I don't know. I, um, I said this last time. I'd be interested in in reading that book and watching the movie again because it was it's a rare instance where the author of the book actually directs. Uh, yeah, it gets movie. to have pretty much creative control over his the adaptation. And it, and it took it took a long time uh, for that to be done. Um, anyway, uh, my uh, my fourth movie um, on my list is uh, a Netflix original from a couple of years ago, Araminari: The Devil and the Blacksmith. Oh um which i've recommended to you byron uh a few times and i actually so, was gonna watch it tonight but um that would I was have been watching, awesome if you had a chance <laughs> i was watching freddie versus jason and then uh and then we decided to we had to record again so of course i'm gonna do this uh i could i have off tomorrow i could continue to uh watch movies all night if i wanted to uh this this movie has looked cool uh since i first saw the poster first saw the trailer it's something that i would like to watch it as i said i might even watch it tonight or tomorrow yeah so it's um it's it's set in um what i hope i'm pronouncing this right but basque country which is in it's like a, a and it's the language it's in basque like that's the language um and what i from what i understand it's like a spanish slash french regional uh di- like dialect um subset of spanish i don't know if i'm even saying those is that still spoken today i don't know i i I assume so i assume so but i i don't really know too much about it but the language is i don't i know you don't you don't see too many films in that language if at all and it's just it's a it's very beautiful and it's very fitting for the kind of movie this is and just a, a brief synopsis since it's a kind of underseen um it's about uh this little girl who um kind of snoops around this um notorious infamous blacksmith's uh house where they the, the, the villagers call him the devil but she actually finds out that the blacksmith has imprisoned an actual devil inside his house and um the the devil is like is like you know slick red skin um naked you know, with like, with like the goatee and soul patch oh. and pointy tail and stuff. No, and he it's have a um, pitchfork, does he? He might. He might. Oh no! <laughs> um, oh no! And uh, it's it's just very bizarre. I like, there's there's like some com- comedic elements to to that character too, um, but it's it's just a it's a it's a very bizarre, very unique movie. Um, it's just a lot of cool imagery, and it just sounds great angry mob aspect to it too once the once the villagers find out that the little girl is lost in the blacksmith's you know like property um it's it's awesome i I would recommend that uh to check that out for the halloween season as long as that pitchfork doesn't poke my little butt (laughs) i'm good i'm good with it it's gonna get you a little tushy yeah i don't want to hurt my little booty uh is you know (laughs) this is just another one of those movies that uh gets put on netflix and uh, you know, it just suffers that curse where 
Um, it doesn't, it's like not really heavily promoted and it just falls to the wayside. People forget it. Um, whereas something like what you mentioned before, QB Halloween, uh, I'm getting like, maybe cause they can see, you know, the, my phone is tracking everything I do. I've gotten like 10 ads for Hubie Halloween promoted to me on different apps, even though I've already watched the movie twice. Well, you cut out for a second. What did you Oh, now you just cut out. Can you hear me? Yeah. So wh- wh- what where are you do, saying? Where do I need to start from? Well, something about Hubie Halloween. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, th- yeah, this is just uh, this movie, uh, Air Batari, it, it just suffers from that thing, like the Netflix curse where like it comes out and it's promoted on like the top page of Netflix for maybe like three days and then it just goes away. Uh, yeah. And not enough people really get to see it. Whereas with the other movie you mentioned, that's a Netflix movie, Hubie Halloween. I've already watched it twice. I've rated it on uh, on like Letterboxd and stuff. I've written a review and I keep getting like promoted ads to like watch Hubie Halloween <laughs> on like multiple apps on my phone. And uh, I actually, I went on Adam Sandler's Twitter the other day just to look and every single tweet of his since like the 1st of September is just about that movie. So. Yeah. The, um, and I, I feel bad. There's a specific actress that he's worked with that passed away recently. Um, so go to his Twitter and it's like, Hubie Halloween, Hubie Halloween, <laughs> rest in peace. Hubie Halloween, Hubie yeah, Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It was like one of the, one of the little boys from Grown Ups or something. Very sad. Oh yeah, there's that too. Oh, there's uh, there's two of them. There's two Damn, of them. that's yeah. messed up. That sucks. R.I.P. R.I.P. How about? Um, all right, Byron. What's your uh, third candy? My third candy. This is third a candy. candy. This is a candy that most people probably haven't had in years, or maybe don't even remember ever having. It's a candy that was always around uh, in the 90s. It seemed like always Halloween. This was the Halloween candy. You'd see big old buckets of it everywhere. Uh, these are those little peanut butter kiss candies. They're sometimes called made by the company Mary Jane. Uh, they are wrapped in black and orange wax paper. And they're like a peanut butter chew with a little dropping of like actual peanut butter in the middle. And boy, oh boy, do they taste good. It's been a long time since I've had those, um, so I don't I don't even remember what they taste like. I think a lot of people throw it to the wayside as one of those like how people always say like, "Ugh, who likes candy corn?" I gotta stand up for candy corn uh, to you here. I love candy corn. Uh, we've been eating a lot of candy corn in my house lately. Really? Yeah. That you've just been like the vegetable for tonight's dinner <laughs> is candy corn. <laughs> the kids, the kids like want to do a chore uh to to earn corns is how they call it <laughs> really yeah oh man that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah and, i love uh, candy corn too natalie's been saying how my wife has been saying how <laughs> candy corn gets shit on all the time but circus peanuts are like around all year long yeah <laughs> get yeah, no shit <laughs> yeah i mean circus peanuts are a freaking insane candy too which by the way i like i like I've, i like all this shit candy shit it's great candy. i love circus peanuts they're so funny i remember i was at um before everything went to shit i was at the fucking cracker barrel and they had a huge no. display of circus peanuts and i was just like how am i not gonna buy these they're they're 50 cents and i brought them up to the register and the guy was like you know you could get uh you could get 
four more of these and you'd get a better price. And I was just like, hey, man, I don't need five packages of, <laughs> of circus peanuts. Like, uh, circus peanuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be okay. But yeah, these these back on track here, of course, are very serious about candy. The, these these Mary Jane uh, peanut butter kiss candies, they're so good. I th- I I wish that they were because um, you know you definitely still see them at stores, just not not as uh, as uh, on display as the other yeah. big candies. I, I feel just like wish you that can't. They... I feel like you can't go to like your grocery store and get a bag, but if you went to like family dollar dollar tree you can get a bag of probably them. i bet that you can go and get a bag of them right now at like target uh in the halloween section and they probably have like one facing of it whereas like right. cats will have like 10 spots and uh everything all the other big candies are like just dozens of spots you know they'll just be you worked at target just like me like the shelves are just like we worked at target at the same time <laughs> overflowing and um you know, almost like an avalanche, especially around the holiday, the way that candy is stocked, it's just thrown everywhere, wherever it fits. Yeah. Um, yeah and I wish definitely. that there was enough of those peanut butter kisses just have mountains of it around me. I'd love it. What I remember as a kid is that is that it was hard to get like a good one. A lot of them would just be like stale or just like hardened or like just kind of hard to chew. I will agree on this that it's hit or miss in how much peanut butter is in the middle of it and if it is like easy and soft to chew or just breaking your teeth but they're delicious and recently i've been doing something disgusting it's uh i've been eating healthy Ugh, just oh. terrible it's just it's awful never <sighs> do this guys never eat healthy um and because I, i'm like trying to eat healthy if i do eat something like uh like a treat i don't eat a lot of candy right now but if i do want to eat something sweet i'll buy one of those halo top ice creams and they have a peanut butter cup one it's like the light ice cream that's 400 calories rather than like 1800 for for a pint um and the peanut butter cup one tastes almost exactly like these peanut butter kiss candies and that's what made them kind of jump back into my brain um I'd like to find a few before the season's over and maybe have a little cheat day and eat those and those caramel pops I have. Sounds like heaven. Just like heaven, <laughs> Mr. Smith. That's me. <clears throat> um, so my uh, number three candy is uh, well, formerly known under Willy Wonka, um, but now under Sweet Tarts, Shockers. Um now I think they're just called sweet tart sours or something like that. Yeah, the shocker, <laughs> baby. Uh Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah, no more Willy Wonka. Now these are Dane Cook shocker. Yeah, <laughs> Sufi, baby, right? Am I right? The Sufi. <laughs> oh, oh man. Shockers, that's a that's a good candy. I haven't seen them in so long. I I wonder if they do you know if they still sell them at stores like or is it harder to find out? yeah so like I, I remember like with shockers you could buy you could buy them in a roll like yeah kind of how you can buy sweet tarts or sprees or something like that or rollos yeah and but now you can only buy them in like a in like a three or four dollar like full bag um, damn you can't get like a you know like an individual like candy bar serving um anymore um but yeah when i was a kid it was just like very into sour candy, the shockers, warheads, crybabies. I Ooh. loved them. Um, and uh, you know, 
the the shockers were generally few and far between is like get like one or two bags of those trick-or-treating yeah and you get were those correct me if i'm wrong were they in like the kind of paper um packet where you had like two or three of them in there kind of the way that you would get um sprees or smart or like or like sweet tarts um yeah just a few in there yeah like a paper-ish like thing that you'd rip open those were always those were always so good you mentioned warheads and it reminded me of when i was in elementary school at a at a science fair this kid's science fair thing was how long can you keep a warhead in your mouth (laughs) and it was just it was it was like he was with his parents and they were like you gotta have something for the for the science fair and then he was like i got it don't worry and he was like we gotta go to the grocery store <laughs> they really, he was like we gotta buy 150 more heads <laughs> we gotta buy dixie cups because he, he had dixie cups on the table for you to have one and he was like marking like how long it took it was insane it was so stupid and then i remember that same year someone had a booth that was coca-cola versus pepsi and I walked by and a, there was a guy holding two cups and he was like, I know this is Coca-Cola. I've been drinking Coca-Cola for 40 years. You can't tell me this is Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you so mad at a elementary school Catholic science fair? Like a, like a Catholic school science fair for seven-year-olds. Why are you screaming at people? Just this man in a in a, man. in a middle school gymnasium, just having a full on existential crisis. Yeah, man, the original Karen. Am I right? Any Catholic school parent, <laughs> uh, which we both had. Uh, we'll get into yeah. that later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what is your number three Halloween movie? My number three Halloween movie. It's it's made specifically for this season um it's a nice little horror comedy movie that i've always i've always loved ever since the first time i saw it it's it's gotten more and more popular it definitely has a cult following and i think we're getting a sequel sometime soon it's trick or treat uh trick or treat from from i believe 2007 perhaps uh a movie uh, a horror anthology film that has uh, a nice little running plot through it um stories kind of become intertwined and uh, it's directed by Michael Doherty um, the guy who also did Krampus uh, just a few years ago um, which I loved as well and we'll we'll probably talk about that during the holiday season when we do something like this but uh, Trick or Treat so fun Um, touches on different things you know there's like some vampires there's a spooky story about like uh, haunted places um Halloween traditions, the rules of Halloween, and then uh, what ha- what will happen to you if you're a Halloween Grinch? Uh, it's always a ton of fun to watch that movie. Uh, never never lets me down, and it, it got a uh, a newer transfer or a new remaster just last year on Blu-ray, and it looks great, looks perfect. If you want to watch that movie, I definitely recommend checking it out. I feel like it's probably somewhere right now. It's probably on like Hulu or Netflix, but also I could be completely wrong. Um, but if you if you want a nice little Halloween themed movie, that's the one. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I've been I was kind of holding off because I believe you had kind of um, 
kind of got me excited about it last year kind of like right after halloween and i was like well there's no point really in watching it in <laughs> you're like i'm not gonna November. watch it right now what a ripoff <laughs> uh, so i've been waiting um so i think i'm gonna finally watch that this year i do like krampus a lot um and uh i, I know we talked about this uh last night but um it was michael doherty he's the one who directed the godzilla movie he just directed the godzilla movie in 2019 godzilla king of the monsters i think was the name of it yes and those movies uh the uh the godzilla and kong skull island well byron i never said i didn't like kong skull island (laughs) yeah you the man who famously hates kong skull island (laughs) um no those uh the they need to loosen the franchise grip on the style of those movies. They need to just let someone go crazy with it and let it be a hard R. And I think they'll finally find the audience at the door. Cause right now they're just trying to keep it PG 13. Cause they think it'll, it'll appeal to a wider audience. Um, but uh, it's just not, um, it's just not hitting. And I don't think it's going to hit unless you just let it get crazy. A hard um, R king kong or hard r godzilla movie would just be it seems like it'd be crazy like what would they do would there just be like would godzilla be like saying fuck yeah he'd say godzilla says fuck now godzilla smokes weed godzilla smokes weed and he says fuck and godzilla's uh, a libertarian now yeah godzilla (laughs) godzilla's a libertarian um uh, he doesn't smoke weed godzilla but, he, thinks but te- he thinks it should be okay for king kong to smoke weed godzilla thinks taxation is theft <laughs> um yeah they you know if godzilla they, is voting for joe jorgensen <laughs> if we um if we ever uh see a, an r-rated godzilla movie in our in our lifetime i'll be i'll be the first one in the theater I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested. I don't have, I don't have all the the answers of what uh, you know what it would look like, but I think, um, I think they just need to go for it, and they just need to, for it to be a little more rough. And I because I, th- I think Kong Skull Island almost got there, and it was pretty. All the John C. Riley stuff was really great. That was um, good stuff. The monsters were really spooky, ooky. They were scary. Yeah. Hey, adjust your adjust your mic a little bit close. You can get it closer to you. How's that? That's better. Yeah, it must have fallen back a little bit. Oh okay. no! That's oh, all right. All good. We're good. At least you're not. Yeah, here. Darth uh, Vader cut, voice again. Cut, cut here. <laughs> oh wait, it was making that noise. No, it wasn't. I said at least it's not doing that again. Oh okay. <laughs> oh, cut here. Oh, start over again. Say that line again, Brandon. <laughs> my uh, my number three uh, for the Halloween movies is uh, Liam Gavin's A Dark Song. Um, which I got put onto by uh, Zebras in America a year or so ago. Um, this movie, it, uh, which I think is is finding more of a, a cult following and finding a home, uh, you know, a few years after its release. I think it's twenty seven or, or sorry, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Um, but uh, it, it's essentially the story of a. Um, woman who hires uh an occultist to kind of 
put an incantation around her house because she's trying to uh, make contact with her um, uh, her deceased son. Um, and there's a lot of spooky stuff happens in the house because you get a kind of, uh, you know, you get the psychological horror stuff that kind of happens, but you also get like very clear um, like haunted house kind of stuff and very clear just like demonic kind of things happening and it has an ending that is just like absolutely phenomenal um and while horror films i think have have always you know kind of dealt with grief in some way in the past few years we're kind of seeing this kind of elevation of um themes of grief in horror movies or as people are calling it describing it as grief horror and i think this movie is kind of um a touchstone in that um it's it's just it's very affecting um but at the same time it's also terrifying um yeah just you saying that about a house being possessed or something maybe it's just because we're recording this at one in the morning but it just gives me a little chill down my spine it scares me right now this is when i'm most vulnerable at least it's not 3 30 oh don't even talk about oh we're gonna talk about that later i hate that um all right your fourth candy byron my fourth candy sorry your second aka my second number candy. Two candy coming in at number two <laughs> uh this is a candy that everyone in the world maybe not the world everyone <laughs> in most of the world has eaten you've definitely eaten this if you live in the united states if you're listening uh, you, to this you've had them if you're listening to this you've eaten this and if you haven't uh write in tweet at brandon and he will send you a dollar um so this is the M&M's, that's it, M&M's, plain M&M's, a little fun-sized bag of M&M's you could get while trick-or-treating. We'll also count the peanut butter here, the peanut butter here. Uh, those are just such a nice little uh, nice little treat, just a nice little chocolate. You pop it in your mouth. You kind of never think about it. You kind of just glance over it because you think, oh, it's just, you know, it's just M&M, it's just plain chocolate. And they're fun, and they taste good. When we recorded last night, I kind of gave you a hard time about the plain M&Ms. But after sleeping on it and thinking about it, um, I I recognize them just as a a staple in uh, in candy. They're they're those little packs. I mean, they're reliable in trick-or-treating as a kid. You know they're always going to be there. You're always going to get an abundance of them. Um, But also, you know, just walking into a into a relative's house and they have a you know they have a glass jar of m&ms like oh i'm gonna gonna go for it every time if someone has a bowl of m&ms at their house they're they're friggin' mine write my name on those bad boys because i ain't leaving with one left in the dish (laughs) you you better not even think about it and you mentioned this you know when you're trick-or-treating like you know you're gonna get some you know that it's just a reliable candy i don't know about you but when i was a kid and i went trick-or-treating anything that was like an m&m or like a bag of Skittles or a bag of Reese's pieces, anything like that. I was always like, hell yeah. Cause I don't even know if it's true, but it, that just seems like more candy to me. It feels like more candy. Like that seems yeah. like that lasts you longer than a fun size candy bar. And that's something that's so great about it. Um, I know now, you know, I don't eat fun size bags of M&Ms. Realistically, if I want to eat healthy, if I do want to eat M&Ms, I probably should just eat like a mini bag of them, not buy like the sharing bag and eat the whole thing myself. <laughs> but they're fr- fucking good. 
And this is a franchise that is crazy to me that we don't have we don't have in development or we haven't already seen an Eminem's movie. Why have starring we starring J.K. Simmons as the peanut Eminem? J.K. Simmons as the peanut Eminem. He does exist. That's what that's what he sounds like. Um, <laughs> and then whoever exists. and whoever does that other Eminem, and then David Cross is the caramel Eminem. I think. I think so. <laughs> man oh man but yeah let me see them all up there let me see the m&ms in let's, let's see an m&m movie let's see a, a movie based off of a candy let's see a candy movie and i ain't talking willy wonka i ain't talking chocolate starring johnny depp <laughs> i'm talking m&ms with all those little guys running around with their white gloves and their white shoes and their uh tan arms and legs they're <laughs> Show me those guys. I've seen them. I have seen them up on that screen because sometimes at the movies. And you know what? And you know what? Don't don't animate them in a cartoony way. Make them make them how they are and put them in the real world. Don't Roger Rabbit style. Don't, even better. Even better than this. Give them the old M and M's Halloween costumes where you just wear the M and M over you and you wear the big fake rubber gloves. Just have people wear those and make the M and M's movie. <laughs> You think J.K. Simmons will wear the costume that long? Just moving around in the like black <laughs> black shirt, black pants, black shoes, M- big yellow M M&M and M costume with the gloves. Um, sorry, not black shoes. Have to be white shoes. Uh, you know, just reshoot Whiplash, but make him the peanut M and M. We're waiting, Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Man, oh man. Now, um, don't, and don't don't uh, don't come at me online telling me that you've already seen the M and M's up on the screen because the advertisements to get candy days those don't count, and the ads that you sometimes see at the movie theater not anymore because you shouldn't be at the movie theater if you are. Don't. Shame on you. Um, but at the, at the movie theater sometimes at the AMC's they'll show like the M and M's commercial like it's like a fake M and M's movie and the first time I saw it I was like hell yes we're getting a fucking M and M's movie. It's just an ad for me to go buy M and M's, and I mean I bought M and M's, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, my number two candy is the Take Five candy bar. That's milk chocolate, caramel, peanut butter, pretzels, peanuts, all wrapped in one delicious little thing. Um, and they're now square. branded under Reese's. Um, do you say Reese's yes. or Reese's? You know what? I've always been a Reese's guy, but so I've I. noticed I've noticed that more and more people around me have started to say Reese's, and it bothers me. It's not right. You're allowed to say it however you want, but just know that that's not right. And ET would be sad if you heard you say Reese's. You don't want to make ET sad, do you? That's what I thought. E.T. is terrifying. <laughs> E.T. scary. Um, e. But yeah, these take fives. I mean, these are like top three candy bar for me. I um, agree with this wholeheartedly. When I go to the store and I want to get a chocolate treat for myself, I'm getting one of these bad boys. Uh, they just have, it's just the sweet, the salty. It's everything. It's perfect. Perfect. It's delicious. I, I I would say that I'm more of a fruit candy person or uh or a like just a you know peanut butter candy person even without chocolate, but the take five is just so perfect. 
Um, For sure. I wish that it was appreciated as much. I wish that they didn't have to do the take five rebranding they've had to do over the last 10, 15 years where they change, where they, they at least it tastes the same. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I'm happy about. It still tastes the same, but like they, they have had to like, kind of like revamp it. Like I remember when it came out in the, in the second package, the black and green package, people were like, have you had that new candy take five? I'm like, that's not new. I've been eating that since fifth grade. (laughs) Get out of here, Jeremy. People always were always thought it was like a weird candy to eat like as a kid i felt like it was perfect well people saw it as, people saw it as like um si- similar to like one of the like weird reese's bars like the nut rages which is good or the um or the fast break or something like that the fast break's so good fast yeah they're both very there. good another i don't even another... know if they make the nut rages anymore i think they do but i don't know if it's called the nut rages because reese's kind of did this thing in the last few years I know all this for being in grocery stores for so long. <laughs> like Reese's like rebranded a bunch of their products under different names. Um, and this isn't a Reese's product, but this reminds me of another candy that was definitely uh, has a, doesn't have a, a good enough reputation, doesn't have enough respect. The whatchamacallit. That was my dad's favorite for a Dude, long time. The whatchamacallit is so good. I'm going to hang out with your dad and eat whatchamacallits and watch <laughs> Battleship. My dad loves Battleship. <laughs> Starring Rihanna. Um, I think he just likes like the he likes looking at like uh like huge um naval ships and uh just <laughs> listening to ac d c that's just two two things he likes <laughs> movie is just porn to him man <laughs> fuck but goddamn yeah the take five i'll take five tons okay, i'll take five take five give me five bags all right what's your number two movie byron my number two movie <laughs> is the 1977 comedy slash horror slash experimental slash very good uh, Japanese film House, Houseu, uh from Nobuhiko Oyashi, R.I.P. Yes, rest in peace, Obayashi. This is uh, this is such a fun film. It's just uh, it's, it says it right in the title. It's about a house. It's about a, a girl and her friends going to her, her aunt's house uh, out in the country. And there's a bunch of supernatural beings. This house is haunted. And you just you get to see a lot of fun, quirky things. There's a lot of really, like, real quick, cool shots in this. Um, I really like the effects. The acting's really good. The music's really good. It's got a very dreamlike quality. Um, and it has a cat in it that uh, throw up, throws up a bunch of blood out of a wall and it's very fun yeah moose movie i i watched it for the first time in the last year or so and it's just so bizarre but also so iconic like um that that the cat like the painting of the cat um that that's used on the criterion cover it's just instantly recognizable um and uh that the scene where uh the one girl is like pulls the other girl's head out of the well and she's like <laughs> laughing and her cheeks are all puffy and it's just oh that one that one gets me that one gets me oh and uh and the the, the separate the severed fingers playing the piano that's um, fucking cool man oh that's awesome um that movie but also so much what also is awesome about that movie is that it just it looks so good like the uh the landscapes are are beautiful and they're really intricate like the um the skies and the clouds are like are incredible 
I think it, it probably comes from his time because before this, uh, the director had mostly done like a lot of commercials and like he'd also done a lot of experimental work, a lot of uh, student film artwork, stuff like that. Um, but just from working commercials and having these like hyper-realized, perfected, like, you know, if you see food in a commercial or like grass or, or the sky, it's always so crisp. And I think that that's probably just something that he's able to uh, create on that scale. Um, really one of the fun, the most fun things about this movie is just knowing that this movie was made because the studio, uh, horror movies had, had been pretty big in the seventies and the studio was like, Oh, well, like Jaws just made a lot of money. Um, and they approached Shoei Yashi. They're like, do you think you could make us something like that? And he was like, Oh yeah, I got it. No worries. I can make you that. <laughs> and he made this and, um, yeah, just, just incredible. Uh, if, if you are able to watch this movie, this year please please do it's i know it's on criterion channel you probably can get a free trial so it's short it's like 80 minutes long um definitely a fun little watch yeah i can't recommend it enough it's just it's definitely a halloween thing where it's it's scary it's spooky but it's fun it's bizarre um i I hope you're not having a halloween party with a bunch of people that you don't normally have close contact with but having you know a halloween celebration like it is a it is a fun movie to watch with people um very fun um so my number two uh is (laughs) the descent from 2005 um where movie we talked about last week very briefly very briefly byron you need to watch this movie um this film i think falls under this very weird time in horror and horror just like around 2005 2005 it just feels like time for horror um where generally you think of movies around that time period just be very like dull and just looked like shit (laughs) i mean like most horror movies around that time are just very low quality but this one i think especially once they get into the cave and they start playing with the lighting and stuff. Um, and uh, Brandon, the, you're kind of cutting in and out right now. Oh no. How's this? That's better. Okay. I don't know maybe what's just, happening. I'll just, just try say, and stay closer to the mic. Yeah. Um, that I was kind of putting my head back and forth. Um, but once they start playing with the lighting and they start using the color, like playing with the color red a lot, the reds and the oranges and the yellows in the cave, um, it's just it's it's just incredible um it's it's kind of like a a bottled you know horror story where they you know these this group of girls um they are going you know different caves and they while they think that they are going you know into a pretty safe you know cave um one of the girls has actually tricked them into going into an uncharted cave that no one has uh discovered before oh no or charted out so they get in there and not only do they get stuck in the cave and they don't know how to get out but there are these creatures in there that um they're 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 bat-like in their senses that they're completely blind but their sense of hearing is you know is crazy but they're they're very pale and they're white and they're slick and they are just hunting these people throughout the movie um and they're really just terrifying um and the one thing that's 
stuck out to me about this movie because I didn't actually watch it until I think last year. Um, but I always knew the, the cover art for this movie. Um, there's the one where it's just the, the main character and she's just like cut, drenched in blood and she's just screaming, looking up and screaming. But then there's also the other one where it's, it's, it's actually a, a remake of a Salvador Dali painting where the, where the girls are kind of like bent into and kneeling into different shapes that kind of make out a skull. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just a wild ride and I'm excited to watch that again this month. It sounds scary, dude. It's terrifying. It's legit. I, I, it's, 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 it's scary. Um, this is a British movie, right? The director is English. But I think it's, and I think some of the characters are also English, but I think it's mm-hmm. based in, oh, it's based in North Carolina. Oh, uh, wow. but, but I do think that some of the, uh, some of the characters are British. Oi, love. Let's go in the cave now, innit? Oi, get out of the cave. In it. <laughs> I'm in me mom's cave. Broom, broom. And then the monsters are like, get out me cave. Oh, <laughs> So it goes down. That's the nice version. Oh, man. But yeah, you All mentioned right. this thing. You said these movies from the 2000s like, kind of have a rep- reputation of being like dull. And like, yeah, for sure. Like both in plot and in, in just like the way they look like visually. So many horror movies from like 2000 until like the 20, like or even into the 2010s. Even now, some of them, they just like, they're blue. Like they just they're gray and blue and like that's the scary thing. Yeah, <laughs> they're just yeah, shot exactly. with a, with this filter to look like this dull. weird hue that just doesn't do anything. All right, Byron, your top number one Halloween candy. My number one Halloween candy. Out of all the Halloween candies, is going to seem like a crazy pick, but this is the Halloween candy in my mind. This is a candy that I think I can really only get at Halloween. You don't see it many other places other than Halloween. The taste and the look and the smell all just scream Halloween to me. It is the Halloween bite-sized Twizzlers candies. The little squarish Twizzlers candies that you get at Halloween trick-or-treating. Always one of my faves. I would always get to eat them. Uh, Because, you know, my sisters didn't really like them that much. Uh, Pretty much any, like, of these candies, except, like, M&M's and pumpkins, my sisters didn't like. So I'd always get them. And, man, oh, man, what a treat. And anyone who doesn't like them is a fool. So when I was making (laughs) my list for the top uh, five Halloween candies, I was also thinking of what my I would rate as the worst Halloween candies. And those little, those little shit <laughs> Twizzlers were at the yeah. top of my goddamn list. I hate those things. I hate the texture. They're just weirdly thick. <laughs> You're a goddamn they monster. They don't taste like Twizzlers at all. I don't know what they're doing there. Um, but here's what I can appreciate for it is that like M&M's, it's another reliable thing that you're getting on Halloween. Well, it might be like one of my least favorites, um, 
I know that like it's gonna be there and you have you have something to go to once you're out of all, all the stuff that you know all the good stuff your monster they're fucking great fucking great yeah absolutely um, incredible candy i'm I, I like licorice in general but uh there's just that i'm a red vines man i'm a red yep i'm also red vines team red vines for the most part besides team vines yes team grapevines for sure grapevines are so good um and i think that like last year or the year before they also had like this uh like fourth of july blend of vines like there was like strawberry and like blue raspberry maybe and then like that sounds uh, awesome yeah i I uh those i didn't get to have them either they were i i I remember i stocked them at work i forgot to buy them and the next day i went in and they were gone um and i never saw them anywhere else but man i wish i could have had those but anyway these these twizzlers i really don't know if you can get them any other time other than halloween i'm sure that like if i go on i feel like maybe valentine's day yeah, maybe Valentine's Day. I'm sure if I went on like that company, my mom used to be a Girl Scout uh, troop leader, so she always used to buy like all these like knickknacks and party things for her troop off this website. I think it's called the Oriental Trading Company, mm-hmm. and they sell like just like weird stuff and like party candy. I bet you could go on there, or even Amazon, and get like a jug of them right now or something. Because I remember that was another thing you used to be able to get them. Like you'd go somewhere, I don't know, like. A wait, you'd be in like a waiting room somewhere and they'd have like a thing of like mini Twizzlers up there for you to take one or like at the bank they'd have like mini Twizzlers um, but man I wish we lived in a world where they gave mini Twizzlers it's like that old commercial I wish they paid me in mini Twizzlers <laughs> that have gone I wonder how uh, this is going to be a thing anymore in, in public spaces like a candy dish like a candy dish yeah I don't know I don't, know. I don't think so people might be too afraid maybe like uh i know there are people say stuff like oh they could just put like a tongs there then everyone has to touch those yeah <laughs> that's almost yeah. worse yeah i don't know unless you like lay it out you know if each if you have, maybe you have to have like a candy table and like every piece is just individual <laughs> six feet apart from one another <laughs> that's practical all right, my number one Halloween candy is the Sweet Tart Chewy Taffy Bars. I don't know what they're called. I think they might just be called Sweet Tart Chews now, but I feel like they went through different name changes. I know um, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they look like the miniature Laffy Taffies, but they are Sweet Tarts, and I think they are generally strawberry-flavored or like a tropical punch flavor, something like that. But... um they're yeah, pink they're, flavored. Yeah, they're pink flavored. They're always pink. Um, but they're they're one of these candies that I I I just don't find anywhere during the rest of the year. And just you can get a assortment bag of candy with those in them around Halloween time. And the uh, I think the rarity is what is what makes those nice. Um, I'm a big Laffy Taffy person. I thought about putting Laffy Taffy on my list, but when I think about those, I'm like, it kind of elevates the Laffy Taffy those those sweet chart things um yeah it's you them. get that you get that tartness bro it's sweet and tart it's not just sweet you're a big sweet it seems like you're a big sweet tart product sweet tart family of products fan yeah i was i i used to like the wonka stuff and i think the wonka, I, wonka has just kind of gone under sweet tarts but like, yeah like the the shockers um nerds rope is one of my favorite candies love the sweet tart shoes 
Uh, my wife is obsessed with the sweet tart uh, ropes. So am um, I. Yeah. So we we have had those uh, in our house for quite a while. Sweet tart um, ropes are so good. And I remember when they came out as a Wonka candy and you couldn't find them like anywhere. Um, but then one year at Warp Tour, like it was sponsored partially by Wonka and they just had vats of Wonka candy they were like handing out. And I grabbed so many of those things and I was mad because it was like, like in the normal pack, there's like six or eight straws. And in those ones, there was only two. And I'd be like, man, oh man, I got to get more of these things. But now they're, now the Sweet Tart Ropes are pretty widely available. Um, I feel like you can find them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty common now. Um, do you have any uh, honorable mentions for your, for your candy? For my candy? Honestly, probably the Sweet Tart Ropes probably go up there. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I, that I, I like this. It's real. It's not very, it's not common like at all anymore. You, if you go to, if you have a kid that goes trick or treating, they probably don't even get these anymore. But like sometimes you get a popcorn ball. Yeah. I really always like getting a popcorn ball. It's just like a kind of like a kettle corn popcorn hardened, <laughs> hardened ball. <laughs> I know a lot of people hate them, but like also at the store, if you see those, they're like 30 cents. Like they're so cheap. Um, I also really liked uh, like paydays. So if I can get a payday on Halloween, that's a rare, that's a pretty rare one to get on Halloween. Cause I don't know if like payday mini is really a thing at all at this point, especially, but those are great. Yeah. Um, been a while since I had a payday, but definitely always really liked him. Um, one of my, uh, my, my grandpa's, uh, his like girlfriend or wife, uh, she always <laughs> used to have those around and she, was it my grandma? Because it's my grandma's. Fa- it was my grandmother's favorite candy. Um, no, it wasn't your grandma. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, pretty positive. I know she was single um, from 2003 till she died. <laughs> but she always had them around, and um, it's been it's been a while since I've had them. But uh, my honorable mentions for candy would just be uh, just throwing out love for blow pops and tootsie pops. Both good. Um, just great, incredible, reliable, always there. Um, always a treat byron what is your number one top halloween movie oh and i just wanted to say that now that we're almost done with it these are not our top horror movies but just our our, our top movies that we like to watch around halloween um but yeah. what, what is your number one get it right haters so my number one movie for the halloween season for halloween a movie i'm probably going to watch on halloween this year and every year until I uh, no longer can watch a movie, um, which who knows could be sooner rather than later with the way things are going in this country and in our state <laughs> specifically. Uh, but everyone knows it. We've said the name many times. I've already said it in this statement, it's Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978, the OG yes. Michael Myers, spooky, ooky, scary, uh, crazy killer on the loose movie um, that has just been, um, copied and and uh, stolen and people have attempted to do similar stories over and over and over and so nothing's ever as good as that original um, even in the sense of the Halloween franchise which John Carpenter himself wasn't even that interested in doing uh, didn't want to do didn't want it to be a franchise that's why he left very soon but um, yeah there's just the score uh, the acting, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is just so great in that film. Uh, Donald Pleasance is absolutely 
incredible in that film. I, I love him in that. It's um, just <laughs> how crazy he can be and how, how little trust people have in him until they see the repercussions. It just, it's great. It's a great movie. Uh, iconic. I, I don't even know what I need to say about this. Just if you haven't seen Halloween, watch it. Watch it now. Watch it today. Obviously classic. Been a while since I've seen it, but I, I definitely need to I definitely do just follow up on like the classics the classic uh horror movies like Halloween and Dream, uh Friday the thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Um it's just been a long time since I've seen or spent any time with those with those movies. Um feel like I'm 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 long overdue there. Um Jamie Lee Curtis just obviously you know just powerhouse always always love jamie lee curtis um ever since you saw an activia commercial you were like this girl's got it yeah <laughs> my dad Friday. won't my dad won't eat activia because he says that's it's for women that's for women <laughs> <laughs> okay hold on we we both drink tab from time to time yeah i love tab uh, you got me into tab. I love tab. Do you Best soda? Do you get do you get that tab is a woman's drink? From I've had people? people. I have. I one of my coworkers because I used to bring tab. It's to so work, fucked up. He said, <laughs> "What is that?" And I was like, "It's tab." He was like, "Tab." And also, people are always like, "They still make tab," which yeah. actually, right now, you can't get tab. It doesn't seem to be being produced right now by the Coca Cola company because of coronavirus. So coronavirus may have killed tab, and that's fucked. Um, I will be upset, but that he he'd true. always say, "My my mom is the only person I know who drinks tab or drink tab, or and my grandma drank it too. Isn't it for women? Like, no, it's for everyone. It's for teens." The, the, <laughs> here's the thing, guys. I am, I am in talks with the Coca Cola company to give tab a total revamp as teen tab colon tab for teens. Um, we're trying to get everything just settled right now with the copyrights we're buying the urls um we're looking for a celebrity spokesperson right now it looks like we might be able to get uh ray liotta um (laughs) and we're just really excited once COVID is gone to possibly revamp (laughs) teen tab with ray liotta um so be on the lookout in about a year or two or three and um you kind of got me back into tab and I started drinking it for a while. And um, I started just like bringing a can with me to work to the office. And it was just like, uh, (laughs) I I got it so many times, like drinking tab. That's weird. Is that like a woman's drink? (laughs) It's like, I just got, I I, I got to the point where like, I just, I didn't like, I wanted to like just have, have a tab to drink. I just didn't even want to bring it to work because I just didn't want to have to deal with people. You didn't want the discussion. <laughs> I, I think Chase my, had a similar issue. I remember my, um, my, my brother in law, um, uh, he didn't say it was a woman's drink. Um, <laughs> but he was like, he, he just started making fun of me. He's like, you're, just, you're drinking weird shit all the time. It's like tab <laughs> and squirt and 50 <laughs> 50. 
You drink 50-50 from time to time? 50-50 and while. squirt are the same thing. I, it's been a while since I've had 50-50. I don't even know if they still make 50-50. They make 50-50. Um, they specifically definitely make diet 50-50 because yeah. it was the only variant of 50-50 we carried at the grocery store I worked at. Yeah, 50-50 is not bad. I like it. I like mixing it with cranberry juice. Um, Might sound crazy, but that's a good little drink. Uh, Ruby Red Squirt is also very, very good. Yes. Um, but... Um, yeah, I always got that. What were we talking about before Halloween? So before this, we were talking about Halloween. <laughs> we were talking about Jamie Lee um, Curtis because yeah, of uh, Activia. Yeah. Oh, but also, um, we both love the 2018 Halloween. It's such it's, a good movie. It's very good. Byron ranks it very high in his Halloween rankings. I um, do. I think it's possibly the number two Halloween franchise movie. Number two or number three there uh, after after the original uh, the original the twenty eighteen one and then um, Halloween three and Halloween six those are probably my favorites and then the rest of them kind of just go from here yeah kind of yeah. go trickle down yeah I I just I the two things that I loved most about the twenty eighteen Halloween is just the the motion sensor lights scene. Good makes shit. absolutely no sense at all because it's, it's very just... realistic <laughs> <laughs> if they were motion sensor lights they would have i don't know like turned on when there was motion <laughs> not no. after he had you know <laughs> you're wrong and then uh the the doctor showing up to the scene you know to the scene of the crime and telling people to, says lock your doors i'm a doctor <laughs> he's great <laughs> fuck that's so good um that that line itself is so funny, and uh, another scene. I, that just, I just don't know if it's actually played for laughs or not. It doesn't feel like it's played for laughs. He but says it with funny. sincerity, and I think it's him like just trying to like build this up, like really, really just play it over the top, kind of <laughs> like uh, you know, an homage to like Donald Pleasance's uh, acting throughout the films that yeah. he's in. Um, but yeah, this movie's fun. It, this movie like definitely balances the horror and the humor in a great manner. Um, another funny scene in 2018 is when the two cops are talking about bon mi sandwiches. Yes. And the guy says, I made you your own bon mi. And it was a peanut butter and jelly. He said, no, <laughs> I'm not eating that. <laughs> it's so good. good. It's good. It's great. We love it, so folks. Good. We love it. So good. Well, Brandon, now now it's time for your number one <laughs> Time for my number one um so i could not decide between these two movies and i will try and keep it short on 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 both of them but i, I have to go with the exorcist and oni baba in the number one slots the exorcist um, just because is um you know classic horror um but also just a a a brilliantly designed movie overall um one of my favorite movies of all time definitely one of my uh favorite horror movies of all time it was the first william freak film that i had seen um choppy right now brandon oh no oh no well i don't really know what else to do at this point so i'm just gonna try and keep going um (laughs) I saw The Exorcist as a very young boy, very young Catholic school boy. Am scary. I? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, scary. very scary. Um, 
uh, Byron also went to Catholic school. Um, That's the scary part. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the things that this film does to the um, to, to a young Catholic kid um, who's you know kind of very entrenched into the uh, indoctrination into the mythology of Catholicism, especially at that age, um, and then when you once you start getting into it's kind of this weird thing um, when you're a young Catholic school student and you start to hear about um, possession and demons. Um, of course, it's like the only cool thing <laughs> that's going on um, <laughs> in this in this thing that you're forced to, you know, spend so much time involved with. For, I, for me, I, I you know, I started getting obsessed with it. I watched The Exorcist and it terrified me, but I couldn't stop watching it. And I watched The Exorcist 3 and I watched Dominion. Uh, the Paul Schrader directed uh, prequel, which is, you know, pretty much a pile of shit, but uh, it's watchable. <laughs> um, there's some cool imagery in there. Um, the Exorcist Two is also just a, another pile of shit, but um, yeah, you told me to skip because I watched The Exorcist for the first time recently, which um, it only took me, you know, 27 years to build up the courage to watch it. Um, just too scary. Like honestly, like I was just. Like, I thought demons and stuff were cool when I was younger. I was like, yeah, this is a cool part of, of going to church school. But also, you know, it scared me. It scared the shit out of me. Uh, I remember someone called our church and asked if our priest would do a an exorcism for them. They had someone who needed an exorcism in, in the same city I grew up in. And I was like, fuck, just the thought of that scares me. That that scared me as a kid, yeah. just knowing that. Yeah. Um, but there was yeah. A, there was a rumor in sixth grade that... Um, because there was a there was a kid in our class who had started like acting really weird like and it was just like and like everyone noticed like for a couple days and then um and then like one day he was just gone and he never came back and oh, shit. um and uh the the rumor was that he <laughs> that he had like a, a a mental breakdown in the bathroom and um thought he was possessed that was the rumor that was going around the school. Oh, God. <laughs> um, My God, man. I'm sure that there is probably zero truth to that. Um, but it's uh, something that I've always thought about. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I've, 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 since then, I've always developed um, just a fascination with uh, exorcism movies uh, or p- movies surrounding possession. Um uh, even the, even the bad ones, um, mm-hmm. Byron, you and me, the exorcism yeah. of Emily Rose, has, both they're haunted we, by it. We it has stuck with us for years and years and years. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a part in the exorcism of Emily Rose where they say that th- when you if you wake up at three thirty in the morning on the dot, it's like the witching hour for demon demons and and stuff um and ghosts and whatnot and um so laura linney wakes up at <laughs> 3 30 in the morning uh, uh, several times i think um and i think uh, there's there's some more stuff around that in the movie um so that horrifying just so yeah. scary as it is like even kid, even yeah yeah even as like a 14 or 15 year old even now waking up at 3 30 scares me 
and especially back then i had a clock just like the one in the scene like an old like am fm radio clock with like yep. red red uh letters or red up, so did I. numbers on it and fuck dude like i remember waking up and looking at that clock and being like i'm fucking toast yeah dude and it's <laughs> and it's it's even to this day where if i if i wake up and i look at the clock and it's 3 30 and i will not have thought about this movie in i don't know two years um <laughs> you know and i see that it's 3 30 it's like it's the first thing that comes to mind i'm like oh man i'm yep. <laughs> every time every time i see it i get to or like if i if i look at my phone it's like getting close even then i'm like fuck I gotta go to bed before them. I gotta, yeah, time. gotta go to bed before three thirty. And if I, I do see it now, I just close my eyes and I, I pull my blanket up up to my ears and I turn <laughs> around. I lay in my stomach. I'm like, all right, if they're gonna get me, they're gonna get me. But I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just, don't, I just don't know what it is about that one particular thing that just stuck with. Uh, I'm mean, stuck with the both of us for this long. It's just, I think it's something that's just so ridiculous, but also just so it's so small and re- just like real like that's just like a real thing like the like 3 30 in the morning is a real thing and like jesus dying on the cross at 3 30 p.m is like a real thing because that's the whole reason right it's like the opposite of when he so, died yeah. on the cross yeah. <laughs> it's like a stupid little thing but like whoever thought of that whoever wrote that just so you know you've destroyed my late night hangouts yep destroyed our lives uh who knows how long you gotta make will... sure they're not back there <laughs> uh, i got your back buddy um yeah who knows how long that'll haunt us but it's just it's and we were talking about it yesterday on a the episode that well this episode that we're we're (laughs) talking about it on this episode Um, yesterday (laughs) time travel horror movies that um that have a specific effect um given like a, a a very heavy like catholic background um or upbringing um, so the exorcist is probably like number one um, and then just possession movies in general just the theme um, uh, i don't want i don't want to get too much into it but um uh but before i get into that i guess um only baba um i feel like a lot of there there's some elements of the exorcist that can be seen in only baba um you know the the woman you know gets the um gets the mask from the samurai and puts it on and she can't get it off. And it's just, it's kind of, it kind of mirrors the, um, the archeological dig that Max von Sydow is, is a part of in the beginning of the exorcist. Hmm. Um, you know, when he's discovering these things and it kind of, you know, it kind of bounds evil into the world and into his, you know, it's, it, 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 it it releases kind of an evil into the world this bound object um and you get that in onibaba too i feel like that's what the mask is and there's the pit um in onibaba as well um so i feel like just that that idea is very similar while the while the actual plots of the movie are are very different um uh but but you know that that mask does kind of take possession of people as well um or their um their personal demons also take possession of them um it's kind of a it's an abstract possession movie but i think you can you can you know make ties between that and it's also just onibaba kaneto shindo directed um it's just a terrifying movie in general like it, it just it looks it looks uh you know great but it's um definitely one of my favorite horror movies as well um i have to watch it 
definitely fitting for definitely fitting for just a a very late um late night uh halloween watch yeah but uh, going back to like the catholic themes for the exorcist and um because this i I did have a couple of honorable mentions for um for 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 these horror movies i I did want to just touch on first reformed um because it does kind of fit into that theme um and it was just it was well, generally not considered a horror movie i guess but that was probably the movie that had filled me with the most like dread and terror in 2018 um <laughs> i just that movie is just so uh so affecting in the worst way it's so heavy um and regardless of what you think about the ending of that film i just think it's like um if you aren't if you aren't feeling the weight of that of that movie um you know there's something wrong with you uh and then i also just wanted to touch on uh silence of the lambs like it's just uh it just sometimes it just i feel like it just falls into the criminal you know obviously a very highly regarded film but i just i feel like it doesn't a lot of people don't put it into the horror category they just put it into a thriller or like a psychological thriller criminal procedural something like that um but it's also a a great movie to watch around this time right yeah people kind of just think of that one as just like some sort of thriller like oh remember that you know that thriller movie or uh people people think of the whole buffalo bill thing and um kind of just that became like kind of a joke and so like yeah kind of desensitized people to it but it is uh it is a, a scary scary movie uh, if, as far as honorable mentions on um, my end, I guess I have two that I could think of right now. There were two that I was thinking of putting on my list. Uh, one of them is The Host, the Bong Joon-ho yes. movie, The Host, which kind of, you know, makes me think like we were talking about, oh, like an, if they made it like an R-rated Godzilla movie, King Kong movie, that that's like a perfect execution of that sort of thing in an R-rated yeah, definitely. feature. And I, I don't know if, uh, if an American director could make something like that as uh it's just like scary as that both in the sense like it's the the monster is scary the the people being killed that's scary the goal the some of the scenes are uh spooky but also just like the dread that these characters are feeling throughout the film because mo- most of the film is just like them dreading um the, the the girl you know just just not knowing you know oh god is she is she alive is she dead? Are we even going to be able to get her back? Just that that kind of horror. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a movie about family when it comes down to it. What's so great uh, about the host is that you, within 10 minutes, that, that monster is out in broad daylight running around. Yeah. It wastes no time. Um, they don't bullshit. They get that yeah. thing out there within, like you said, within the first five to 10 minutes. And you see, it's not just like a glance of it. You see this thing rampaging. It's coming on land. It's grabbing people. It's eating them. You see blood. You see there's that scene where it like breaks into that little trailer that a bunch of people are hiding in. Yeah. And you just see the whole thing shaking and blood dripping and people trying to get out. It's it's rough. It's fucking awesome. What a what a movie, <laughs> man. Uh, definitely check that. One. I know that that one is on Hulu right now. Watch that if you're available. For sure everyone everyone watched parasite give his other films a chance now you can start with that one it's just it's not it's it is a very different movie but it also like i said has a lot of themes about family and uh and our society um that you can you can definitely pick up on you definitely see 
his uh, his style and the things that he wants to talk about in his movies. Um, another movie that I had on here was it's on Shutter. I believe that's the only way you can watch it right now legally in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But it's called uh, One Cut of the Dead, which is a Japanese horror comedy mockumentary movie, which is a uh, a one take zombie movie like zombie short movie and shot in one take and then a kind of like a spoofed mockumentary style uh, story of how they did it how they made it um you know it's not it's not the actual director and or you know what it probably i actually think that the person who directed it is actually the person playing the director but it is a fictionalized telling of like how they came to make the story and why things are the way they are and how they pulled it off uh, it's it's super fun it's it's not it's not too scary at all. You know, there's blood and stuff with the zombie scenes, but it's really mostly just a, a funny little, uh, funny little haunt that you can watch. It's it's not too long. It's definitely fun to see. So if you have time, yeah, you I'm, have Shutter. Check that one out. I'm definitely interested in checking this one out. I haven't heard about it until you told me about it, but yeah, I, I definitely want to check it out. And I want to check Shutter out. That's a feels like a good resource around this time of there's year. There's so much stuff on there. Yeah, I don't have Shutter right now, but there's so much stuff on Shutter. I, I was thinking about getting it back for this season but i've friggin i have so much stuff to watch right yeah now. yeah no i feel anyway. you um i did want to ask you real quick um since it was the first time you watched the exorcist this year what were your what were your thoughts on it scary too scary uh <laughs> i mean like obviously when i'm watching it it's, this is this thing that's been hyped up forever i'm just like god like this is a movie people say is like the scariest movie of all time people, like this is the movie that people were like passing out and leaving the theater and throwing up over um and i definitely see you know in, in that time like seeing a movie like this if you've never seen anything scary or similar to this especially if you have faith if you have if you are catholic this is just horrifying to see, especially the being uh, a little girl saying and doing these things. Um, and it yeah, definitely, right. it definitely creeped me out while I was watching it. But then really the, uh, once the movie was over, you know, I'm just like, Oh yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. It was scary. Not, not the scariest thing ever, but once you, once I stay, once you, once anyone stands up and has to just be in their house now with this idea of like demonic possession. Yeah. Oh no! This movie, to... The Exorcist, brews in you. That's what I feel like it does. It just, mm-hmm. it, you know, it just feels like this thing that's that's always there. I, I think it probably. I'm sure it has a different effect. You know, uh, I'm sure it probably would have had. I'm sure it has a different effect if you're watching it. You know, you're brought up with it. Um, you know, uh, as opposed to you know watching it now. But it's interesting to kind of have that. What, uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> it is one forty-five in the morning. Um, what I'm trying to say is that it's uh, it's interesting to see like the contrast between how this particular movie like affected me so deeply, like seeing it like way too young to right now, and then having you, you know, essentially the same age as I am, you know, watch it for the first time at this age, right. and yeah, it's just very interesting. Yeah, it just um, ah man, there was something else I wanted to say about it, but now I'm blanking. Nah, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it. We'll be back next week. Yes, we will. We'll be back next week with Hubie Halloween. Halloween is upon us. Bye you. Bye. Bye.